Hello and welcome to the Saltcast. My name is Ryan Johnson, and today I welcome Jason and Paul. Welcome, guys. Hey, Ryan. It's great to be here. Thank you. Hey, Ryan. Glad to be here as usual. It's always a good time with you guys on there. And, you know, what's kind of fun is when I'm editing the podcast is there's always some great thumbnails that they suggest. You know, <laughs> our software suggests some good thumbnails. And a lot of times it's us laughing. You know, Paul's got his head thrown back because Jason's saying something about sales tax. This is true. That's just so funny. So sometimes I look, sometimes I look angry or I look asleep. So I'm just going to smile the whole time. I'm not talking today. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just the whole time. Like you're frozen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like this. You know, you can tell by the way someone's voice sounds if they're smiling when they're talking. And so I'm going to try to smile talk That's today. True. You know, I've seen a lot of memes and TikToks, or whatever of, people like having challenging people to smile with just their eyes, you know, with the whole mask thing the last couple of years. And so like, they'll, they look like they're smiling with their, just their eyes, but they'll pull down their mask and their face is like, I can't do it. Mm. I don't, I yeah. I'm a whole it. face guy. <clears throat> I think my ears move too. I think my ears and my whole face move. When I <laughs> smile. That's good. But, uh, today, um, as I've been, you know, looking around, researching, uh, you know, about things related to sales tax, it's kind of our world. And, you know, I get all sorts of stuff in my feed, even on LinkedIn and different places about sales tax is I saw that, you know, around 30, 34% of, of business, businesses kind of have any processes in place to capture any sales tax uh, errors or any tax errors mm. specifically about a third um, about a third and you know and and we know what that can mean for a business so I was hoping you guys could talk about you know what methods there are to kind of recapture this these errors or or to fix these and, and what our process is Wow a third of businesses with a process in place to capture tax errors on invoices. Um, you know, that can go both ways, right? There's two sides of a coin. We've talked about audits quite a bit and we have a, a, a state tax audit guide, a sales tax audit guide um, to help people walk through different pitfalls that you can run into. Um, obviously some automation is pretty helpful on the error side. When you think about the sales side of a situation, we we tout automation quite a bit when and where it works really really well right um, the accurate rate applied to a taxable item based on how you set up the automation platform um, on the sell side automation can often overcome lots of the errors that could occur right but on the purchase side there's very few if any or I should say, if there are some, the accuracy is suspect from an automation standpoint to determine if there's tax errors on purchases, right? This would be acquisitions of capital or fixed assets or purchases of uh, expenses to run your business. Um, to, to manage 
that side of the tax coin can be quite a bit more difficult. So to imagine there's 34 uh, percent or a third of businesses across the country uh, that don't have a process in place on the acquisition side, then there's a strong likelihood that they could be overpaying tax when they make purchases, right? And then I think within some of the studies that we've seen, um, there's only about 15% of the market that actually conducts the necessary review to, to claim refunds where you've had overpayments like this. And in the world of uh, post-Wayfair, you will have uh, a, a significant amount more sellers who are registered and collecting tax and in doing so may not understand uh, the tax laws or exemptions that might be available to you as a business. Right? So there's a lot more sellers collecting tax than ever before because of Wayfair as people get compliant. Um, and so there's more tax on the line, so to speak. So if, if there's only 15% conducting these reviews and there's only about a third of the businesses that have a, 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 a process in place to capture tax errors, there could be a lot of overpayments occurring. Mm -hmm. Uh, refund reviews or reverse audits uh, is where we made our name <laughs> in the market uh, 30 years ago. Uh, I just want to tout this is our 30-year anniversary, and we've been having some 30-year anniversary fun um, as it relates to that. But we started that's where we started out at, right? We, we help people defend audits. We help find credits and refunds within audits, and, and we did uh, straight-up refund reviews to try to help companies uh, recover money that they have overpaid on different types of items. Um, and there, there's really three important reasons why you would conduct uh, a refund review today, right? Refund reviews are still important. If there's only 15% of companies um, having them, we would recommend you probably have one every couple of years, or maybe even more often. Uh, if you don't have a process in place to capture some of those errors that can come through. Um, but reason number one is to prevent the the loss of money. Monetary loss is numero uno, right? <clears throat> you could be charged a rate in excess of what you should be charged based on your location or where your seller is located. Um, you could be paying tax on items that the state doesn't even tax. Um, we come across occasionally some systems where sellers, um, they, they, they don't have specialized codes. So the code they use in automation is TPP, so tax everything. Um, and so you, you could be paying for an item that's not taxable, and you might be paying tax on it. Um, probably the thing that creeps up the most, depending on your industry, what state you're in, um, what you do with the items that you purchase, are exemptions that are across the board in all states that impose tax. Uh, every state that imposes a tax, a sales tax, has some sort of exemption for different products or services that are purchased by um, customers in that state based on how they use that item or based on the type of entity that they are. So just missing the misapplication of exemptions is huge in the way of overpaying tax. So numero uno, um, you're you, you're potentially losing money that you're you're not going to get back if you don't have one of these processes in place. I think uh, along those lines, you know, with the 
with the impact that Wayfair has had on businesses as a whole, we're seeing you know more businesses register and start collecting tax. When it comes to um, charging tax, businesses are going to more times than not take the conservative approach. And so I had a discussion just last week actually with a, a client who is charging tax via job form and they're manually charging tax on the invoice to customers. Oh. And because they don't know the rate at which they should charge tax, they, they were just charging a high rate, the highest rate in that state oh boy. on the invoice. Mm. And so I think more and more as businesses are you know, getting their feet wet in the sales tax collection world, you're going to see more and more of this. And so obviously from the big mom and pop companies out there, the Grangers or whatever case may be, your, your larger vendors, they may have things ironed out or figured out. Um, but I would just be cautious if I'm a business purchasing items, you know, what exactly are they charging me tax on and what rate are they using and does it seem, you know, normal? Uh, most businesses or most individuals even will know the sales tax rate of their location of where they're located if they do a lot of purchasing anyway. Um, and so it's 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 always a good idea to just do a, a couple of checks on whether or not you're being charged tax and you're being charged the correct amount of tax. When it comes to large businesses, you know, if, if you're, you know, a $50 million company or a $100 million company, I mean, it doesn't take very much a very small percentage of those invoices to be charged incorrectly or not at all um, for you to be overpaying hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if the statute of limitations allows you to go back three years or four years, obviously multiplying that by three or four times is is astronomical for some businesses. Okay, so okay, it, I got to ask you, very Paul. Wise. Very wise. I got to ask you, uh, are you exaggerating? Have you ever seen a company overpay hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yes, very often. <laughs> when we do these refund reviews, just in my limited time in the sales tech space, uh, I mean, it's not unheard of to yep. to obtain several hundred to a million plus in refunds. And again, this is not money that you're, you know, asking the vendor. Um, it's it's not their money. They just simply are. Uh, um, an agent for the state, right? And so it's the state who's issuing that refund. You paid the tax and the state is issuing the refund back. And so oftentimes people have a hard time requesting the refunds or working through the vendor to get the refunds. Well, there are other opportunities and ways to obtain those refunds like we've talked about before, but uh, you, you, sure, you bring up sure. a really good point. Uh, a lot of times you, you think it might be your uh, vendor who uh, gets the windfall yeah. of overpaying tax. Right. It's the states. The states get the windfall. Yep. Um, and yeah. it's your money that you paid, and yeah. it wasn't required to be paid. So the idea that yeah. you don't have a process in place or that you're not conducting these reviews on a consistent basis means that dollars are going right. out the door that don't have to go out the door. And the state um, yeah. is is the benefactor. They, they get the windfall yeah. of excess tax collected and uh, remitted to the yeah. state. So uh, it behooves you to look at that. And it brings up uh, really the number two important reason uh, to conduct a refund review is just uh, 
revenue opportunity, right? If you've been overpaying tax for a period of time, uh, maybe it's a year or four years, some states you can look back three years, four years, five years. Um, there's a big question mark. There's a state out there that um, it's possible you could look back 10 years um, for overpayments of tax that um, you could get back from those states. But there is a cutoff in every state. And so every yeah. month and year that goes by that you're not looking where you potentially have overpaid tax is just money that falls off the table that the windfall goes to the state. And so right. I, I can't um, make it sound urgent enough that you do this. Yeah. Now, in the time of inflation and recession talk and um, layoffs and um, bottom line dollars and everything that goes with that, um, now is a good opportunity to see if there's windfall dollars that went out the door in previous yeah. years when you're growing and, and running frantically. Sure. Um, and, and that will come in as open income to your bottom line. Um, yeah. So it's a revenue opportunity, uh, numero dos. I almost forgot the Spanish uh, translation <laughs> for two. <laughs> numero, numero dos. Two. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, when you talk about windfall, you see it both on the audit side and the refund side. Oh, I mean, from sure. the audit perspective, auditors coming in, you didn't charge tax or you didn't pay tax on this invoice. Well, if they conduct the audit the other way on the vendor or the customer in that situation, they're also going to collect tax from them because they didn't pay the tax. Mm -hmm. And so it's always wise during audit. Shout out to our audit team. Always okay. wise to, to confirm that tax was not paid on that transaction before you paid under audit. But, I mean, the states definitely get the windfall. You you overcharge the tax. You just simply collect it, and you're remitting it. And so under audit, that the, the vendor who charged the tax is covered. You know, hey, I collected my tax. But you ran into that issue not too long ago with Peloton, Peloton charging tax. Then the, all the, the lawsuit that mm -hmm. came together with all the users who paid tax to Peloton mm -hmm. then shouldn't have right and so now peloton golly i can't imagine having to go through that whole rigmarole to get the tax back to those customers but then also all the other fees and yeah that's garbage rough. that they're just having to go through it's unfortunate but you bring up another tip which is the absolute best time uh to look for refunds is um when you're being audited don't pass up the opportunity no to doubt. look for potential overpayments during yeah. an audit process because the auditor is likely not looking for them. It reminds me of that old adage. If you're really looking for some shade, the best time to plant a tree is 70 years ago. Right? The next best time True. to plant a tree is today. Right? Today. So the best time to look for a refund is right now. Um, and go yeah. back those three, four, or five, or yeah. possibly ten years um, to find yeah. overpayments that you may have made on uh, acquisitions or purchases. Um, but but if you haven't done that and you're under audit, then th this is the time uh, as well to look for refunds. Yeah. Because what some people don't understand is when they're audited, most often that audit is not completed in that 60-day window of when the audit is started. What? And so what happens is that you extend. You have to do an assignment or what do they a call waiver. it? A waiver. Um, an extension yeah. to the a extension waiver to the statute of limitations so that they can continue to audit for that period that is rolling off due to statute and so you extend the statute and so naturally as you extend the statute 
six months, a year, three years. Well, that just extends the time of which you could ob obtain refunds during it's, that it's audit a, period. And it's so, a tough scenario to face because it's a real winner. Um, if the auditor, for some reason, is lagging um, or, or not moving the audit process along, um, the statute of limitations will run out. And so the auditor will say, hey, yeah. uh, Mr. or Mrs. Taxpayer, I, I, I need to request a waiver to extend, to keep the, the normal statute of limitation period open as we right. continue to uh, conduct the audit. And um, you can put yeah. some leverage and some pressure on the auditor at that time if they're moving slower than you like. But a lot of times you might also be moving the process a little slower. Um, and so those waivers keep that period open. But if they keep the period open for liabilities, right. they keep the period open for Guarantee. refund opportunities as well. So Guarantee. You want to give yourself time yeah. to review your documents within that audit period as long as it takes to, to yeah. get uh, some of those refunds. Now, speaking of audits, the uh, numero trace reason that uh, uh, reverse audit or refund review is valuable is to specifically to avoid uh, or reduce the impact of expensive audits, right? You're talking about the idea you have this audit, maybe you have some liabilities pop up, uh, maybe you find some refunds or overpayments that offset that liability, maybe come out net zero. Accountants can't stand this. Accountants don't want to be, uh, they don't <laughs> want overpayments or underpayments, right? They, there's budgets and they want you to stay within them. Um, but yeah. one of the beauties of a reverse audit, at least with Pizer Johnson, is when we go through your records, obviously we're hunting for dollars as we want to get those dollars back to you. Um, but if we observe or identify areas where you're potentially underpaying, um, we, we will notify you of that. It, it'll be presented to you so that you can make some corrections on the fly and make sure that if, if you are audited, at least there's been a point where you understood you had some deficiencies and you corrected those, which will minimize uh, potential deficiencies down the road. So uh, during a reverse audit helps you on both sides of the coin because you can ensure that maybe there's a vendor that's not registered properly or is registered and not collecting tax properly. So maybe they didn't collect tax from you. And so a lot of times when you think of reverse yeah. audit or refund review, you think, okay, these guys are going to come in. Um, they're going to cherry pick some big stuff, boom, they're gone, right? No, you want someone who's going to remain a partner with you, and in the process, they're going to do two things. They're also going to alert you to any issues or concerns that are identified. And um, you don't have a good outfit in place unless, very specifically, they find refunds for you, they pursue those refunds, and third, they file the proper documentation documentation to stop the tax going forward, right? Right. Um, if you don't have someone who's doing that, they're really not fulfilling their obligation and helping you avoid, not, not only get refunds, but avoid overpaying tax as you roll forward. Um, that's important. For sure. You bring up a good point in the exemption certificates. Oftentimes, businesses aren't aware of the certain exemptions that um, uh, that they're able to obtain or that they're able to take advantage of in their line of business. And so that's one area that 
you know, doing a little bit of research and determining, you know, is it possible I could avoid paying tax on these items based on how I'm using them or based on how they're uh, being used by the end user or whatever the case may be. But another uh, overlap when it comes to exemption certificates is perhaps you have a valid certificate in place with the vendor, but that certificate has expired. And if the vendor's on their game, they'll start charging mm -hmm. you tax. And so if your certificates aren't reviewed and um, confirmed still in place and valid, at least annually, um, then you know that's another area where you thought that you were exempt from tax or you weren't paying tax, but really you were overpaying tax because that certificate merely wasn't in place like it should be. So For sure. Certificates are For huge. Sure. So we're shouting out on this podcast to the two-thirds of businesses that don't have a process in place. Um, and then within the group of the third that do, we're shouting out to the 85% um, in the marketplace in the U.S. who are not taking advantage of looking uh, in reverse and identifying those overpayments. Because even if you have a process in place, um, those one-third, you still could have some issues that pop up from time to time. Uh, sometimes we find some significant issues mm -hmm. in a situation where someone is a direct pay permit holder or actually has an agreement with the state, a negotiated rate with the state, um, to kind of yeah. automate the process. But not going back and looking at those accounts of interest, not running samples, not looking at whether you're paying the right percentage um, could put you in a position where you're still overpaying tax. And so um, even if you have a process in place, a review of that process and a review of your records uh, fairly consistently, I like to say every two years, don't, don't wait till you're running right up against the For statute sure. of limitations because it takes some time to actually conduct the review. Sure. So every couple of years be looking at it. So, hey, 85%, <laughs> we're talking to you. <laughs> shout give us out, a the shout holler. And let's just have a what's next call and we can chat about your operations and your situation and yeah. go from there. The other area that, uh, you know, if you're not doing that every every couple of years, um, you know, as you have turnover in your accounts payable clerks and accountants who are making journal entries and paying invoices and all sorts of things, then you know, oftentimes they can be overlooking it as well. Um, we've had a couple of, of refund opportunities with clients who have had the same uh, men or women in in those roles and responsibilities for 10 plus years and in those situations they are on the ball more mm -hmm. times than not but as you have turnover it also brings new sets of eyes and people are questioning why are we paying tax on this or maybe they don't question it like previous employees do so be aware of that Sh shout well. out to the company uh, awesome I won't mention their name but shout out to the company <laughs> that Paul and I visited in the Pacific Northwest who had two accounts payable uh, personnel. One had been there for 40 years, one had been there for 45 years. We did not find a penny out of place on either side of the coin. Um, if you've got crazy. someone like that, that in crazy. place, you've really got uh, a great situation. Mm -hmm. uh, but you don't find that uh, very often uh, across the mm -hmm. board. You, you see some mm -hmm. turnover. And, um, or you see some really quick growth or acquisitions. Um, sometimes when you have an acquisition, right. you don't even think about You recognize that you're the successor to any liabilities that company has that you acquired, but you don't really think right. about that you're the benefactor of any revenue dollars that were overpaid 
um, by that acquisition as well. And so when mergers and acquisitions have been such a big deal and refund reviews really come into play uh, when you're making acquisitions as well. Amen. You know, Amen. this is wild because it's crazy. It's only one third. You know, what? what is keeping the two thirds from, from doing it? Like, is it lack of knowledge? Like this is actually, you know, something that they could do. This is actually an option. I mean, what's keeping people from, from, you know, lining the streets at our door to have this, it just seems like a no brainer. (laughs) Why aren't people doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I need a refund review. Like what? Like, yeah, that's who we're hollering from, at. From getting the service. Yeah, yeah. You need it. You need it. Sometimes you need something and you don't know it, right? Right. Um, there's something yeah. happening in my body right now, and there's a nutrient that I need, and I'm just not aware of it. And going to the doctor yeah. is kind of a, a, it's it's a it's a big effort, right? To go to the doctor, and they'll do some minor uh, prodding and poking. Um, but but they may not find the thing that is really there without some deep prodding and poking. Um, and so I think it's the same thing sometimes. Your business is running along just fine. You, you may just not even be aware that there are really these situations out there. So it's a good question that you pose. And to go to a company like us seems like, you know, kind of a big effort. Um, I always thought... Um, engaging in a refund review agreement would be pretty simple, right? You don't pay a thing unless we find something. And so there might be some back and forth negotiation on the percentages um, from a contingency standpoint, but I always thought, why wouldn't anybody want a free look? Um, But there really is some hesitation out there and sometimes some pushback, like, no, we don't have time. We don't have the personnel. We don't have... The, the opportunity to do something like that. And we consistently tout, we don't bug you at all. In fact, we've been on as assessments where we go in and, and we're looking to see um, where they might be overpaying tax. Um, and they come and find us and they're like, hey, we haven't heard from you in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, we promise we're not going to bug you. You can be as involved as you want. You can bug us as much as you want. And you can ask us to bug you more if you want. But our role here is you show us where the records are, and we want you to not even know we're here, right? We, we really don't want to harass people in this process. We just want to help them, right? And so good question, Ryan. Um, and I anticipate based on that comment, we are going to have people lined up at our headquarters. That's right. Uh, knocking on the door saying, we need this. <laughs> Yes. So, so yeah, I really appreciate the shout out to everybody. 85% people, we're here for you. So, again, thank you guys for being on with me today. I think this was an awesome discussion and uh, look forward to seeing what the thumbnails produce for us. But uh, until next time, <laughs> until sure. next time, we'll talk to you guys later. All right. Take care, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan.